0: is testing for the kate and mike show
1: test one two three
0: how's it going kate good you look very pretty today thanks honey yeah you're welcome you ready to get started
1: yeah uh, what's the topic
0: it's about the do less experiment
1: yeah but is there like a
0: yeah we'll come up with it okay <clears throat> matt you can include that rift before the welcome music I think it's called a be... riff not a rift well maybe you should include this about the rift before the welcome music
1: Kate Northrup.
0: And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business.
1: Welcome to the Kate and Mike show where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living.
0: Welcome back to the Kate and Mike show. It is Mike here.
1: And this is Kate
0: coming to you from i think we should give our location because we could be at a different place
1: usually it's coming to you from falmouth maine so it might get a little boring
0: well, maybe not maybe, maybe we'll be not. in like portland maine or yarmouth maine <laughs> maybe or but usually mexico usually maine we
1: record these right at home at our kitchen table today we're actually in the office so perhaps the sound sounds different i don't know
0: yeah we're gonna test it out so i've been testing out different sound thing so hopefully it sounds good and we've kind of figured out the skype deal and now we'll just if we need to we'll put a blanket up around us in the office okay so today what we're going to talk about is the new direction so we just launched this video on wednesday it is now friday about kate's like it was the state of the union for women entrepreneurs right was the title and this is kind of the next direction where you're going to go where like chapter one of your life was like the money book And it was the Money Love Concepts, which is still going and the courses available and the books available and the audiobooks still available. This podcast is brought to you by Money, a Love Story by Kate Northrup. And so all that information is still available that people can get access to and still because the results that people are having from that information is phenomenal. So
1: I met a woman last night. I was at this book launch for for my friend Leanne Jacobs and she'll be on the beautiful money podcast. That's her podcast. (laughs) She'll be on this podcast, the Kate and Mike show later on this year. But I was at her book launch last night and I met a beautiful woman who came up to me. She was wearing a purple dress. I'm sorry. You were lovely with beautiful freckles and I cannot remember your name, but I remember just what you looked like if you are listening, hello. And, you know, she said, your book changed my life. And it was like, you know, and another woman did too. And it's like, Deirdre, I do remember your name because I had trouble spelling it. <laughs> But it's just amazing how, you know, you do this work one time and then it just ripples out and it keeps helping people. And it's just such a good reminder that even though like I haven't been so super like, oh my God, I want to talk about money for the rest of my life. It's still, like I said in the blog, when I announced this new direction for the business, I said, you don't have to feel like you are totally living your Dharma or your purpose in order to make things that are useful for people. And so if you're someone who's struggling with like, what's my purpose? I don't know how to do meaningful work. Keep Making things that you think will be helpful to people. And eventually you will find that place where you're like, yes, this is it. And it's taken me a while. I'm 33 and a half years old. I've published a book, I've done some cool stuff. And I honestly have never really felt like I'm doing my thing until now. So. You know, and for some people that's really early. For some people, it's really late. It's not about whose timeline we're comparing it to. It's just like I've been at stuff for a while. I've run my own business since I was eighteen, and it's just now that I'm like, oh yeah, like this is it, and it's very cool. But the rest of the time was there's no such thing as wasted time. That's I my love riff it. On
0: that. It's called the hustle that you've been doing, but you don't have to call it that.
1: I have not been hustling.
0: No. See, that's the when people say hustle, they think they have to work harder or go faster.
1: Hustle to me is rushing and pushing.
0: Right, but really, what it to me is what I'm talking about. In this instance is that you have been doing, like you've been doing work, right? You've yes. been putting in the work. You've been doing this first since you were 18 years old. You've been doing this for a long, t- for a I while. Have stayed in motion, and there's not hasn't been a since we've been together, and I'm, I would imagine it's before too, because. I know the experience before. Not in you know, every detail. I didn't know about the 22 hottie that I heard last night on the... Kate did a live what? webcast. 22? She did this live. You were talking about when you were like 22 and in New York and you had this guy that you were... It was pretty oh, funny. Oh, yeah, that was... I was like, well, that's nice. Like, are you going to come wrap <laughs> it around to your husband who you're married to now? And Which then you I did. did. <laughs> yeah, and you're know, like 10 <laughs> minutes later. She was still dreaming <laughs> about that 22 hottie. That's fine. I was uh, not dreaming I'm about just, him. I'm just giving you a little little play. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty funny. I thought it was, I'm in New York and I'm in this great loving relationship or something. I don't know. Whatever you said, said. you said, I said
1: I fell madly in love, which is true. There you go. And I promptly completely neglected my finances.
0: Yeah. Right. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But it was funny. That was funny. Yeah. So when I talk about the hustle, like people think, and I totally know like the reaction of what you just gave me, is Exactly what happens a lot. But when I just mentioned it now, because it's not about working 24, 7, 365, right? You have put in time and same thing with me, like put in the time and the work in late nights, like literally this week, I've gone to bed right around 10 o'clock and been up at three thirty to four o'clock every single day, you know, and it's just like, and then I'm working at 4am because right now I'm in the flow state is what they call it. So I'm going to roll with that. That won't last forever. And so it's just one of those things where you are putting in the time, you're putting in the late nights, the early mornings, etc. And you're doing the work. And so I think exactly what you mentioned is a lot of times that folks are like, I don't know what my passion is, or I don't know where I should start. And they don't even know where to begin you know and i think that's um and then now because you started 18 and what's happening now it's like moving into this do less experiment it's moving into this next place you've had a child you know your goals for so long was to have a business that was supporting you so you could actually have a baby And that goal came true and then move back to Maine and then find your lobsterman husband, AKA guy from Indiana that lives in the farmland, you know, and then we moved to Maine and we're here and then the whole shebang. And so it's like the dreams are coming true. And then it's like, it kind of opened that space up. So yeah, but I think it's pretty cool. Congratulations. Thanks honey. Yeah, you're welcome. And it's even with, I told Kate like this last week, we were talking about business stuff and I just said, I haven't felt like myself, which is what I feel right now since before kate was pregnant and that was two years ago let's see december of 2014 is that right
1: yeah it was two years ago
0: or 13 december of 2013 is when you got pregnant
1: no honey we got married in 2014 oh yeah i got married i got pregnant of 2014. in december 2014. yeah so not that you can't get pregnant before you got married just in our <laughs> yeah. case i didn't
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah so it was december of 2014 and i n- haven't felt like the old Mike Watts, you know, what that has been, but we are still functioning. We're still like having, we're still together. Our relationship's pretty good. Penelope's great. Business has been going steady, which has been great. So, you know, everything is still, even though I haven't been at like my full potential, that things have still been happening. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the do less experiment. This next phase kind of chapter would be, so when I started talking off about putting the... Chapter one would be, so if, money if you're, yeah, if your life is a book, let's just say chapter three of your career was that money, a love story and that money, love chapter. And now we're moving into chapter four, which would be the do less chapter. And what's the close on that? We don't know. You know, where's this going to go? Where's it going to take you? Well, we
1: have a few ideas of where it's going to go, but we can't tell yes. you
0: what they are yet. Oh, that's called a cliffhanger.
1: We just have to keep listening to dun, the dun, podcast. Dun. See if I was like
0: doing some full call audio, we could do, dun, dun, or something like that. The basically, yeah, like where, like how do you feel now? How do you feel? Because the video came out on Wednesday. And for those of you that haven't seen it, you can go to katonorthorpe.com. The video will be there. We'll also link it up in the show notes at katonorthorpe.com forward slash podcast. And I like Tim. I was listening to Tim Ferriss, the podcast, and he always spells his name about everything like multiple times an well, episode. Because he it's has, a hard one. So, the, yeah, it's,
1: it's tough. Yeah. So, Mine, from now don't on, we'll go. Do that. It's
0: N O R T H R U P. No, mind I, know. I just, just chuckled hard. in the head. Uh, Except in, for
1: occasionally when people spell it R O P instead right, of R U P. Because that's Northrop Grumman. As you get you, the U P, you're good. So, I feel yeah. great. I have to say, I've never put out anything in the world that. I feel this proud of in terms of this video. Like, to be honest, this yep. video is, I think the best thing I've ever created. I mean, I'm honestly, being, I'm just being honest.
0: I it's, got more I mean,
1: texts and feedback from people. I got so many texts from people and some of whom I hadn't heard from in a long time who were like, I saw your video. This is such beautiful work. And this resonates so deeply. It's a conversation that needs to be had. And also, you are in a different place like our community can see it and they can tell and I feel it for sure and it's such an amazing you know you like put something out there like let's say we're launching something and you put a video out and then you know you ask your friends to share it and you want views and you know this idea of creating something that you know there's many times when I've made something that I am proud of and I want it to get out there and You know, I want people to share it and I want it to sort of take on a life of its own. And to be honest, you know, sometimes you have to ask for it to be shared and all this stuff. And it's fine. This particular video, I was so amazed by all the people sharing it who I haven't asked for anyone to share it. And they just are. I feel very honored by that because it's like such a great reminder that if you make something that people resonate with and if you are really doing your work it's share worthy inherently. You know, we obviously didn't create this video to create like a viral video and I don't think you could call it viral, but it's getting shared and liked and viewed so many times and it's amazing.
0: Yeah, from a number perspective, with the first, so it went out on Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. I think by that evening, we had like 6,000 views or something. And then when I woke up the next morning, there was 16,000 views Now there's 24,000 views. It's been shared over a hundred times. There's 300 plus likes and it's 11 minutes long. Like it's 11 minute video of Kate talking. This is not a 30 second like. Right. So it's like even a lot of the YouTube stars, all that stuff in the vlogging and even Casey Neistat's videos who I used to follow and, you know, all that stuff. Even he makes art with his videos and the way he puts it together. But this is an 11 minute video of someone just talking to a camera and talking about a direction, talking about a change that needs to happen. And it's pretty phenomenal what's actually taking place with it. And Elizabeth McGowan, I forget, I'm going to totally butcher her name, but she works with executive leadership. She commented in the Do Less Experiment Facebook group about, she was sitting in California to kick it off. I listened to her podcast because she talked about this on the podcast and just talked about, how she was sitting there and she saw there was 11 minutes or 15 minutes or I think it's 11 minute video. And she saw that it was 11 minutes. She's like, Oh geez. Okay. Whatever. What's Kate Northam talking about? Right. And she shared on her pocket and she played it in the background. And I think she actually had to stop what she was doing to actually pay attention because it just hit her so well. And she posted that she talked about it in her podcast. I listened to it. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this and I completely butchered your last name. But she does phenomenal, like executive leadership training. So cool! Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hi, Elizabeth. And so it's been this, yeah, it's been phenomenal to see the results of what people have said.
1: And it just really feels like it's only beginning. I mean, I just got off a flight from New York City, and Mike picked me up. And on that flight, I was writing, just doing content planning and brainstorming, and you know, the ideas are flowing. It feels like a conversation, this conversation around our cultural obsession with the hustle to be perfectly honest is so needed because there's really two camps and the camps are the only way to get what you want is to work harder and put in more hours. And the other camp is you can get what you want without necessarily like you always have to work for it. I'm just, I mean, that's obvious, but like you don't have to burn the candle at both ends. You don't have to suffer your value. Your inherent worth is not associated with what you produce and the amount of hours you put in. Right. And, To be honest, somebody commented, I loved this comment. Somebody said, well, what if, you know, because in the video it says that I wondered to myself because what we noticed, how this all came about is that what we noticed is that even though during pregnancy, I was so exhausted and basically napped for an entire nine months and I cut down my working so much and then having a baby, you know, I didn't work for the first three months and then really didn't work much for the next six months after that. And then now I work three, three and a half days a week. And noticing that our business has been stable and growing in certain ways during this time with a tremendously reduced work schedule, which I was like, wait a second, there's something to this. So I said, you know, what if we did less as a strategy as opposed to just because of, you know, the fact that we're new parents and like we just don't have time? Like, what if we did this on purpose? And somebody wrote, well, why does it have to be a strategy? Can't it just be? like for the value of why does it always have to be about, you know, a strategy and more productivity? And I said, ultimately, it's not about a strategy or more productivity. But if you're an overachiever like me, I have to trick myself Mm -hmm. into doing less as a strategy. Otherwise, I won't do it. So I have to tell myself that if I do less, I'll be more productive and I'll get more results otherwise I won't do it because I've been brainwashed in the same culture you've been brainwashed in which believes that the only way to be valuable is to achieve and is to produce and that is the masculine model and there's nothing wrong with the masculine model I love the masculine in me I love the masculine in Mike in our culture it's the you know it's the get shit done. It's the reason anything manifests in the world is because of that masculine energy. But the problem is we've been so imbalanced to only celebrate the virtues and values of the masculine. And we have lost the virtues and values of rest and relaxation and restoration and stillness and the pause. And so for myself, I have a tendency to overdo it in the doing category. So I created the do less experiment for me, and then I figured there's probably other people who are like this too, and so I just open it up to other people because this is the work that I need. So that's why I'm doing it.
0: I love it, and it's free for those of you that yeah, it's free are thinking about yeah. it. That's awesome. Congratulations! I love that. Thanks, honey. Now that you've put this out there, though, but does the do less experiment mean that you're going to work less? Because a lot of times, right, you think like, oh, now you found this passion. And I know how your idea generation machine kicks off. And I know what's happening. You know, like, do you feel pressure to do more? Yeah. But you're trying to do less. Like, I always feel pressure to do more. Oh. And
1: I'm trying to feel the pressure to do more that is self-generated and also culturally generated. And yet do less anyway. I basically, like yesterday, for example, I had a full day in New York City to myself until 5.30 when I had plans. And I just, so my old, old me would have booked myself solid and tried to see every single friend I have in New York. And I would have had like a breakfast date, then a coffee date, then a lunch date, then another three coffee dates, then a walk date, then dinner. Then like, I would have done that.
0: True, we've done that before.
1: We've done that many times. And- will say it's sad. Like I didn't really see, you know, I saw a few people, which I really loved, but I wanted the free time to get some of the things done that I wanted to do and just to have the spaciousness. So I chose to do less in that way. And then I also, for me, it's like an overarching philosophy that's changing. I'm trying to change like my default reaction to always thinking I need to do more to finding value in other ways other than producing and other than being busy. And so for also as an example, I was reading Rebecca Campbell's book, Rise, Sister Rise, and she has this chapter in there that is about self-care and the importance of moving your body. And for me, I really find kind of my center when I move, whether it's a yoga class or Not so much like a strength training class, although I feel great in those too. But like it's a yoga class or a dance class or something that's a little bit...
0: Strength training is very masculine type of a... Yeah. And I do feel
1: great. Like I also feel great doing that, but it's just not like my first... You know, I would do that more to build muscle than I would to enjoy myself. Just for me right now. Right. So she's talking about, you know, moving your body. And listen, I understand and I teach also this whole concept of taking care of yourself first so that you can then be, you know, be better, be well, be better for yourself first and foremost. But again, I have to trick myself into doing things by telling myself things like if I treat myself better and practice self-care, then I'll be more productive or then I'll be able to show up better as a mom. Like I still have to, you know, play these games, these mind games. <laughs> and so, I got it, but I've noticed kind of since the holiday season that my exercise really honestly since probably the end of October, like I just haven't really been moving my body that much. And she wrote in this chapter about the importance of it and that if you really do it, like if you really go and take care of yourself and move your body from a place of joy and show up for yourself in this way like really everything will be better. Like this really needs to be the priority because if you don't do this, everything else is worse in your life. And if it means less, like an hour and a half less of productive, quote unquote, productive time in the day, it's worth it because either you get more done because you're more focused later or you don't get more done, but you don't care because you feel better emotionally. And We've only heard this a million times, but there was something about the way that chapter said it in that book that I was like, wait, so you're saying if I (laughs) take care of myself that everything else will be better? Like, and I'm, it's, I wish there was a way I could articulate this, but sometimes you just need to hear something a hundred million times and then you finally get it. And I got it on a cellular level. So, yesterday, I had all these things I wanted to do. I was like, yeah, I've got this entire day, blogs to write, you know, content planning to do, follow-up emails, all this stuff. You know, I had big dreams of like, you know, I was basically going to write my next book yesterday in one day because it felt so abundant to have a full day to myself with no obligations and, you know, no baby and room service.
0: It's so interesting that as soon as you think of no baby that you go right into production mode. You're like... Okay, I have the day of no baby, like produce. Well,
1: and I will say that is interesting. A. B, I also really love what I do. Right.
0: No, I understand that. Honestly,
1: if I have a free weekend, like I'm going to want to write because not for the whole thing, but I love it. But so I made a conscious decision. It was 11 o'clock and I had barely scratched AM. I had barely scratched the surface on any of the tasks I wanted to get done. I think I had gotten like one thing done. And I decided to go to yoga and this was very out of character for me to see the entire to-do list, to realize this is pretty much my work day this week. Like tomorrow I'm with my girl Saturday. It's mostly family time. I was like, okay, like this is it. And I'm going to choose to go to yoga right now and do less. And I am going to not get done the things I wanted to get done. And I am going to do that for myself because Feeling good in my body and feeling good emotionally is more important than my to-do list. I don't know if this sounds revolutionary to anybody else. It was really revolutionary to me to not sacrifice my physical well-being in order to get more done. So it's little stuff like that. It's like, and I felt so good about myself because I showed up for myself. You know, I really, it was awesome. And I just felt so good all day. And then I booked a blowout and I booked somebody to come do my makeup so I didn't have to think about it. And then this morning, even though I had 30 minutes to get ready to go to the airport, I woke up at 6 and I had to leave at 6.30, I took a bath. Because I was like, you know what? It's going to take about the same amount of time as taking a shower if I fill the tub while I'm brushing my teeth and doing other stuff. It was awesome. I was in the tub for like 5, 10 minutes. It was so warm. It was one of those... Pre, it's a. I was staying at the Gramercy Park Hotel, so it's a pre-war building. And they used to have these awesome tubs back in the day. And I used to have one in my old apartment in New York, you know, with like the white subway tile and the two different dials for temperature and the two different... It's like a different dial for the tub and a different dial for the shower. And so like there's four knobs and it was just awesome. So doing this do less experiment is holding me accountable to actually doing the things I've said I want to do and that I believe in doing for so many years, but that like I really haven't done other than when forced to because my body was screaming so loud at me when I was pregnant. It was just like, yeah, slow down. And then, you know, when you have a screaming baby, it's like, what am I going to write a blog post right now? No, I'm not going to do that. So I've been forced to do less, but now I want to do it without being forced. Because I think really when we, I was talking to a young woman this week who was just on the first or second day of her period and she was saying she was really crampy and bloated and like, you know, tired and whatever, which is, you know, normal. And then she was, we were talking about some PMS symptoms she was having. And I said, you know what? I think this is my theory. It's not really a theory. I know this to be true. That when we deliberately slow down like one or two days a month. It could be, it could be during right before your period. It could be a couple days of having your period, maybe the first and second day, whatever works for you, hormonally, whatever works for you, you know, in terms of the days that you most feel like slowing down. If you're not cycling, it could be the day of the dark of the moon, you know, whatever makes sense for you. But if we were to actually do that once a month, once a week, it would be amazing. I don't think our bodies, like, I don't think we would have the PMS symptoms. Our bodies wouldn't freak out every month and make us lay in bed for two days and be, you know, completely like nauseous and having such debilitating cramps. We can't get up off the floor. That's our body screaming at us to say like, Hey, I need you to stop and pay attention to me. And if we would go upstream and pause and stop and pay attention earlier, Our bodies wouldn't have to scream so loudly. So, you know, I haven't had debilitating menstrual cramps in my life. That's not been my journey. I've had other things, of course. I just think that we all need this message and it's time to shift the tide where we aren't so freaking obsessed with being busy and our value is associated with more than what we do. And I need that like everyone else. So that's why I'm doing this.
0: Nice you <laughs> couldn't even speak there, that was <laughs> good, nice, nice, <laughs> wow, you really sent me on a roller coaster of emotions there, Kate, really, yeah, that was good. So, no, I just so what do you think you <laughs> So I was just like, there's going to definitely when you said, you know, you're really valuing yourself and taking care of yourself first time ever. There's probably people crying right now. And I just was like thinking about like, you know, just let it out, like really acknowledge that. And it's true because I remember we were laying out a calendar and talking about our weeks. This was a couple months ago. And you're like, you like go to CrossFit and like prioritize that. And I'm like, yeah, I want to go work out. And she's and you were mad at me for like prioritizing I workout was mad or yourself. I know you were mad at yourself, but you took it. There was like a part of taking it out on me, yes. like it's my fault because you're not working out and stuff. And it was really cool to hear that story. And you have been a lot better since you started putting this stuff together. You've been like, I want to go to yoga from four to five. And I'm like, okay, great, just go. You know, it's like to go because you always have things planned in the calendar and blocked out, but you never go to them. And now. Like hearing this to that you're actually going to start doing it, I think is very valuable and it's going to make it's happy wife, happy life, happy self. Right. So it's like makes it doesn't just help you during this process. It helps Penelope. It helps me. It helps everyone else that's in our life as well, because you're standing up for what you believe in and to do the things that you want to do. So, you know, that Penelope will see that, you know, and I see that. It just kind of trickles off where it's, you're doing that thing, so it's pretty cool. Like I'm really happy that you took that day yesterday to it was awesome. Enjoy that, and time. I
1: will say, like for you listening, if for you going to yoga class is just another thing on your to do list, that's not your thing. No, like that's not the thing for you to do as you're doing less. Now I will say, I had a coach. My friend Shayla Davison was my coach before she was my friend. She gave me a practice when we were coaching together that I freaking hated, and. I still think about it and it makes me anxious, which is that once a week I had to set a timer for an hour and sit in a room and literally do nothing. Like I wasn't allowed to meditate. I wasn't allowed to like do visualization exercises or anything about manifesting. I couldn't sleep. Like there was no, you know, and nothing. Like I just sit there and it was torture, beyond torture. I mean, so listen, my do less experiment is not going to be I'm not going to be sitting in a room doing nothing because it literally I want to die. It's awful. However, but and But it's I not did,
0: just you though because we go out to restaurants. Like yesterday I ate with my buddy Andrew and he went to the bathroom. And so I was like, okay, what usually happens, right? We pick up our phone and I just sat there and right. I looked around and I just looked at the people eating mm-hmm. and I didn't want to, I was like, I had to tell myself not to pick up my right. phone, right? I was just like, okay, so let's just sit here. And it happens all the time. But
1: that's see- To me, that practice so a do less experiment for you could be today when I have a moment of downtime, I will breathe and look around me instead of picking up my phone. Like, that's a beautiful practice. So, it doesn't have to be adding going to yoga classes on your to do list. And by the way, I'm not going to be sitting in a room doing nothing for an hour once a week, like, I'm not doing it. However, creating those moments of space when my girlfriend goes to, you know, the bathroom at a restaurant, will I sit and breathe instead of picking up my phone? I did that in the cab on the way into New York city. I didn't look at my phone and I enjoyed the drive out the window, you know? So things like that are really, really
0: powerful. Helpful. So if you're going to do the do less experiment and exactly what we're talking about right now, right? So I'm talking about working from, you know or Gary Vee who I follow a lot or Tim Ferriss who I listen to a lot and they both have shared some great tips on this that I thought was very valuable so he's like Gary goes I tell people to hustle to like work different than what their traditional thing is to like if they need to make money they can sell stuff on eBay etc and the thing he goes I work 17 hours a day, you know, and he goes 16 hours a day, almost every single day. He goes, I've been at this for 20 plus years. Somebody can't go from sitting on the couch doing nothing to be like, I'm inspired to go to work 16 hours a day. You have to start with like a half an hour. And then same thing with Tim says as you're, let's say I want to wake up an hour earlier to like, maybe I want to work out or meditate. You know, you just wake up at four and you lay there and you just like, oh, I'm up at four because I feel like even with the do less experiment that we're going to cut back and do less, it's also adding something else for us to kind of focus on. And sometimes we'll try to jump right into it. So I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes and I'm going to start tomorrow. Well, no, you're not like you might once, but then the day two, day three, day four, like we're in training, right? We're in life training. So start with one minute and then the next day go to two minutes. And then the next day go to three minutes or something along these lines. So like Kate just shared the example of the cell phone. What is the most common thing that triggers you to pick up your cell phone where you're at, right? Is it like going to the bathroom? Is it sitting in a restaurant? Is it being on the subway? Is it driving in your car? And then I hope
1: it's not driving in your car, right?
0: But (laughs) but it's possible. So when you're triggered to do that, just stop, take a moment, be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to sit here, you know, and that might happen once a day. And then over time, it might increase from time to time to time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I saw it was really cool. Were you with me? I don't remember, Mike. When we went to the Green Elephant and there was a group... Yeah, of the kids. kids there was the high school kids. high school kids. There was a group of high school kids there. And they all had their cell phones in the middle of the table. Stacked up. Stacked up. And Mike went over and you asked them, what was the deal? Why were their cell phones stacked in the middle of the table? And the kids said... Oh, when we go out to eat, we put our phones in the middle of the table. And then if somebody grabs their phone during the meal, they have to pay for everyone else. And I was like, that is genius. And I love that these kids who were supposedly saying are like the generation who can't look another person in the eye were creating this with each other. So that's a great, you know, that would be a great example to make a guideline for your family you know, no technology at meals, whether it's, you know, out or at home or whatever. And if you're eating alone, and this is one that I would want to try is if I'm eating alone, like,
0: not to be on your phone. Not to be on yeah. my
1: phone. And I will say, like, that's one of my things.
0: So For sure. I do. I watch videos a lot. This is an
1: experiment. This is not, a, you know, this is not a boot camp. I'm not a huge fan of that word in association with boot. anything because it's about a whole other thing that's not what we're trying to do here. This is an experiment. It's like, what would happen if? And so it's going to be 14 days of little bite-sized things like the idea of, okay, today during a meal, what would happen if I sat and ate rather than looking at my cell phone while I sat and ate? it's just like, okay, wow, that was interesting. How did that feel? Did it work for me? Whatever. I'm going to tell you what, like that practice I did with Chayla of sitting in a room for an hour, I was not part of the experiment because I did that and it sucks. And so this is, <laughs> this is also about pleasure and enjoyment. This is not about beating yourself into submission to do less. Like it's not about doing things that feel awful. It's about how can I create more space in my life for what matters more by doing less of what doesn't matter. And it's, this is not about minimalism either. I'm not, I mean, if you're a minimalist, that's great. You can still do the do less experiment. I am not a minimalist. So this movement isn't about that either. And it's not about not being productive because I love producing things. And that's a great source of joy and pleasure in my life as well. So it's just an experiment. Like we're just going to see what happens
0: together. I love that. Yeah. And it even comes, I just think of, so the do less, like when I vision that, let's say five years from now, 10 years, if I take it long-term, when I think of do less, Mike Watts five years from now, the things that I do on a daily basis The only things I want to be doing are those things that I really enjoy, you know. And so I have everything else like put to the side, or there's people helping me with that. And it's just like to make sure that I'm able to operate my day. Where I was listening to Gary V again. This is my inspiration for everything at this moment in time. Just kidding. But he said today, he goes. Yeah, I talk all this game about working all the time, working seventeen hours a day. But he goes, I can see myself when my kids are seven and ten, right now, to say I'm gone for a year. We're out, and they just disappear for a I year. I want to do
1: that. We and I'm like,
0: oh right my now. god, like Penelope. Then I said, why do you? And then there's a guy like our neighbor. It just started generating ideas when he said that because Kate and I actually talked about this what like a couple months a couple, ago. A couple weeks ago. It's like where would you want to go if we took a year off of doing nothing? Yeah. You know, we're where would not you doing want to nothing. go?
1: What would you do if right. we decided to completely take a year off and not
0: work? Right. Just like it's fun
1: to think about. Wow.
0: Work. Okay. I'm down with that. Now, of
1: course I would want to work because I love what we do.
0: <laughs> Maybe. But the thing is, is like you make a decision to say, all right, it's time to take a break and you mm-hmm. just step away for a year or actors do it all the time. Like who's that dude that wins the Academy award? Like every movie comes, the guy, he was Abraham Lincoln and Lincoln with Steven Spielberg. I don't know. Anyway, he basically... He does like one movie every three or four years. He wins like the Academy Award every time. What's his name? I have very good his name. Anyway, yeah. I
1: saw that um, movie and I cannot remember for the life of me who he is.
0: Yeah, but he takes like... And I was like, that's genius. You know, Then there's other folks that like to work all the time, which is fine. But then it's also... It's like Adele, for instance, right? She puts out a record and then she disappears. And then she puts out another record and she disappears. She did it with her previous two. So awesome. She's probably going to do it after 25 tours over. And it's just like to really honor what it is in your life... And some people in here were like, wow, she's Adele. She sold 30 million records." Well, no, you don't have to sell 30 million records to do these things. There's little tricks. I don't want to say tricks, but there's little tweaks that we can do in our it's life. it's also
1: like the energy of it. So yes. for me, maybe I won't take an entire year off like Adele or disappear. Like, I really like interacting with people. That's also true. So just like disappearing, for that's not going to be me. But right. there's an energy. There's like... What's the essence of that? How can you apply that to you? For me, the essence of that was taking a bath this morning instead of rushing in the shower. And that took me an... I don't even think it took me extra time. I mean, that's what's so cool is you may already be so pressed for time and be like, Oh my God, I've got you know, three children under 4 and I am have a I'm starting a side business and I just got divorced and I also work a full-time job. Like I don't have extra time to be taking a bath, you know. But if you actually just decide, I love my friend Megan Waterson, you know, talked about finding moments of meditation when you brush your teeth, when you sit on the toilet. Like things you're going to do anyway that you can bring your attention to and decide to make them restful. I remember my mom talked about, you know, she knew about honoring the cycles and taking time off when you're, you know, let's say for the first day or period or the second day, but she just wasn't in a career as an obstetrician gynecologist where she could do that. So on those days, she just decided to move a tiny bit slower. So she would like open a door more slowly on that day Or take an extra few deep breaths before she got out of her car. So we have to find the rest in the reality that we're in. Because not all of us can just take a year off. And that's extreme. We don't need to compare to that. It's like find the rest where you are. In the hours that you already are doing, you don't have to find extra time to do less. If that makes any sense. You
0: can't find extra time. Like it's not. There is no extra time. Possible. Right. You yeah. have the time you have. Right. Uh, I think we should close it. I don't know if we shared the license plate story. Oh, oh that's a funny okay. story. So let's close it out.
1: But if you want this to join is us, like, go to dolessexperiment.com. Yeah. I think I said that, but just in we'll case. We'll
0: say it again. Multiple times. And we'll spell it. No, we won't. But you can, and also katenorthrop.com. We'll have a link on the top of that today. We are doing that as well. So there's multiple ways. And it, just the social media platforms, etc. So Kate was gone in California and I remember I'll tell my side and then you can tell your side because I don't remember your whole side of the story. But I do remember I got a text message or something that was like, I think I have my next book idea or I think I have the next idea. So you want to tell that part and then I'll tell you.
1: So I was in San Francisco. I took three days to go to my girlfriend's baby shower. Another great example of a do less experiment. So sometimes doing less looks like doing more, right? Like, because flying across the country to California was actually, that was, you know, it's complicated. Right. But
0: you're by yourself. But it was by myself. It was
1: so awesome. So I was just taking this trip by myself. And I decided to go show up for my girlfriend's baby shower because I could. And because it was a great experience to connect with other women in my life and to nourish myself in that way. Was it going to bring in profit? No, it costs money. Was it going to create business results? No. It was for fun. It was for pleasure. And so it was doing more of what mattered and doing less of the running around doing things that didn't matter. But anyway, so I was there and I sent Mike a text. I don't remember when, but I was like, I'm so excited about, I think I have my next book title and here's what's going to be whatever. And I said, the title of the next book. And by the way, I don't know that this is actually the case, but this is the energy of it, obviously.
0: This was the story this that is took the place. Story,
1: right. yeah. yeah. Just so don't hold me to that this is the title of the next book. But I was like, it's going to be called, what do you think of the title, Do Less? And I should go back and actually see the, find the text. But whatever. That was the essence of it. I said, what do you think of the title, Do Less?
0: So I heard that. And it was funny because earlier that day, I walked downstairs to the basement. I've set up this mini gym in our basement. And I have a vanity license plate that says The Freedom Family. A freedom fam on it which is my old license plate for my old truck and in july i ended up getting a new forerunner which i haven't had a vanity license plate i love vanity license plates so i always try you're to get, so vain i'm so so I vain.
1: bet you think this song is about you
0: okay <laughs> maybe next podcast you can sing for the audience i just did i know you could do a whole song though <laughs> Actually, the next time we're with your mom and Penny and Annie, we should all just get together and have the Northrop singing party. These ladies have a Northrop like Northrop
1: sing along. P- yeah, podcast amazing episode. voice.
0: We should do. We should do that. That would be fun. And the next time we're all together, we'll have a Northrop like a massive Northrop. You know, podcast talk about random stuff. So anyway, we're. I get this text from Kate about doing less, and I'm sitting at the table, and I just start laughing because I was by myself. Penelope was, I think, at daycare, and I'm sitting there because I was. Went to the basement. I was like, I need to order a vanity plate for the Forerunner. I'm going to do that today. What do I want? So I sit down at the computer. I log into main Department of Transportation site where you search if it's available. And I'm like, I click commercial because it's a commercial automobile. And I click the lobster because I wanted the lobsters on them. And I was like, hmm. And I just sat there. And I was like, what is going to... I was like, what about do less? And I literally typed in it's available and I ordered it. And then I get this message from Kate a little bit later. And I don't know if I told you that's what I did that day or when you came home, right? You
1: didn't tell me until you opened the envelope mike is big on like he's surprises he's big on surprises and he's also big on like how they're presented like oh that's right actually really fun so you didn't tell me until you opened the envelope and you showed me and there was absolutely no way obviously that from the time i had sent that text message you would have had been able to order those vanity plates so
0: it was all on the same day. Yeah, but. Yeah, the book idea and the license plates were ordered on the same day.
1: Yes, but what I'm saying is it's not like you ordered the license plates because I said this was my Correct.
0: Book title. No, no, no. That's the whole point of the story is right. that we were so synced up, kind of the direction of where to go, and we didn't even realize it. So Kate sent me the text message, but then an hour before that, I've already pre ordered the license done plates. That's right.
1: And we hadn't been talking about that it. Like is it was correct. just so amazing. So he pulls them out. And I was like, oh my God, it was amazing. So it was just like the coolest synchronistic story. Yeah, it was and pretty so cool. So clearly when something like that happens, you have to follow it.
0: Yes. So we are. Yes, So we are. do less with us. So at the do less experiment.com.
1: Do less experiment.com, not
0: the do less experiment.com. Oh, do less experiment.com. I actually think I have both domains, oh. so okay, it'll forward, great. I think. If not, it will after I get off this podcast.
1: And as always, if you liked this episode, please share it. Like it, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. The more reviews we get and the better reviews we get, the more people listen to this stuff and the more we can create this revolution of creating more space for what matters most.
0: Love it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Kate, for doing your work.
1: Thanks, honey. Bye. Bye. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.